cool. Right on, brother. Yeah, thanks, Justin, again for that shit. Um, all right, so this is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm here with Cody Andrews. Nice, man. Um, we'll just jump right into it. I'm going to do the gym update. For me, gym's been going fine. I'm starting to lift heavy again. Um, I took a day off this week. Okay. So instead of hitting four days, I hit three, and I could just feel my body not being okay with it. Yeah. You know, like I'm starting to get real fucking heavy again up yeah. in the 700s. So, like, when you start prepping your body like that, right. if you don't continue, at least for me, yeah. my body starts to feel antsy. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have to prep your, your CNS, all that other bullshit for it. So it's it's rough. Yeah. But So I've been feeling very like, energized on my bones kind of a thing. <laughs> that, that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So what do yeah. you do to keep fit? I just started lifting heavy again, actually, for Ooh. the first time in like 12 years. All yeah, right. Yeah. Where are you lifting? Yeah. I'm at 24-hour fitness, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Half the shit's broken. Every woman there wants attention way too yeah. much, and the sauna's slimy and gross and smells like fish, and it's pretty nasty, man, but it... I mean, it's open 24 hours, so what can you do? Well, come over to my gym. Yeah. That's what you can do. Okay. Well, hardcore, what's... hardcore barbell. It's open 24 hours, you no. get a key card. You can only use the sauna during, uh, I think Normal it's hours. like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. But uh, it's one of those just like you can put in your garage saunas. Yeah. It's a, it's a two-seater. Cool. It's always a fucking available. But yeah. you got to turn that shit on when you get there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you let's gotta, go. you got to really make sure it's ready. Cause <laughs> I've hopped in there. It does not get hot fast enough. Oh, for sure. You yeah, know, it takes like an hour, hour and a half sometimes. It yeah. Up. So yeah. I just turn it on when I get there. Yeah. Do my workout. By the uh-huh. time I'm done, it's like 140 degrees. Right on, Hop man. in that shit. 20, 30 minutes. Badass, brother. I love the sauna. You were just talking about the sauna. I'm kind of obsessed with it these days, actually. Let's hear that. Yeah. So what's up? Tell me, you're being hit with, with bushes? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My Russian friends converted me, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They converted this whole uh, 45-foot fifth-wheel trailer into a sauna. Whoa. Yeah, no joke. So it's like a hangout room and then like a special sauna, and they put a wood-fired stove in there. And the first time they ever had me do it, they had me sit next to the stove, and it was so hot, bro. My uh, hairs on my legs were burning off. Wow. And curling up. Yeah. And How we had to. How are they in there? They're in there for sessions of ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. And we wear those funny looking hats because it actually provides a layer of insulation around your head and keeps you from passing out in like extreme heat. Whoa. Yeah. Nuts. Okay. So by the time we get out, some of the guys are like stumbling and like kind of passing out. Yeah. yeah, and then we jump into freezing cold water. They got those big, like, uh, those tanks of water, the the plunges. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those big, like, things people put, like, vegetable oil in uh-huh. for, like, restaurants. My homie bought, like, six of those. And he fills it up with hose water and then a bunch of bags of ice. So we just go immediately and jump into the freezing cold water and do cold plunge for, like, as long as we can stay. They stay in for two minutes. I stay in for 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough, yeah. So uh, when I was doing that shit, I would... Uh, so you're supposed to... Like, first of all, have you ever done the... What do they call the The freezing tanks? You know what I'm talking about? They use, like... Man, everything's eluding yes. my brain. Yes. So it's like, it's like a cold plunge, but it has, like, recycling water, and it's... Oh, it's moving, but it's below freezing? Oh, no. I'm talking, it's it's dry. Oh, whoa. You're walking in there, it's like nitrogen. 
And it's no. like freezing your fucking shit off. No. Way. Yeah, you got to wear gloves and uh, you gotta, socks. You got to wear like special underwear to do that to protect your. I don't wear underwear, so like I <laughs> think you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I did actually have a time I had just had sex. Yeah. And I went in there and there must have been something on the tip. Oh, no. Because it fucking hurt. Oh, But you can kind of feel it. You're in there for like two minutes max. Yeah, yeah. And it's like negative like 200 degrees. No freaking And dude, I swear to God, you hop out of that fucking thing and you feel ready to go again. You feel like you can like run a marathon. Well, I just pounded a fucking three hour workout. I'd go do this. I could go right back in. No, no way. problem, dude. It Let's was go. it was nuts. Yeah, but the cold plunge too. Yeah. before I got to that, because that's like eighty dollars a month for four sessions a week, right? Okay. Which I go four days a week, so it worked out perfect. I just hit it on the way home. Right. Um, before that, I have a hot tub in the backyard. Yeah. I just turn that fucker off. Right. And then I would just go to <laughs> dump ice from my ice maker in there and just jump in. Oh, it is cold geez. enough in this yeah, bitch yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep that thing yeah. cold. <laughs> I bet, bro. So you just jump in there for yeah. three, four minutes. I've Most I've done is like 15 minutes. Okay. But it's like, it's not freezing, freezing. It's not a right. cold plunge. It's just right. cold-ass water. Yeah, same thing to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeez, but you, you do those sessions like... 10 minutes in extreme heat, 10 minutes in extreme cold. I think we did four sessions in a row. I felt so detoxed, man. I literally felt like so much, I don't know if it was adrenaline or what exactly it was I was feeling, but I felt like I could run an entire marathon. Felt like I could go fight a bear and I'd be totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane, man. You get a high out of it. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So ever since then, I've been addicted, man. Well, you gotta I'm let me know next time you're going. I'm into that shit. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gotta be completely naked. <laughs> no. Damn it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like showing off the goods. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is that another? Uh, what do you call it? Some benefit of the the freezing thing. <laughs> the, the, oh yeah, weaner growth there? or something. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not getting any bigger. It is what it is. (laughs) That's right. I had to get over that a long time ago. That's cool. I'm one of those dudes who's the perfect size. And I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm an an every hole kind of guy. They are not concerned. That's what I am, dude. My man. (laughs) Is it your thumb? No. It's a little bigger than that. It's fine. (laughs) You were a footballer, right? Yeah, I did football and wrestling. So you're used to that shit, you know, it's like uh, in the locker room and everything. It's like, yeah, fuck ever. Even in, in high school, yeah. it really wasn't a thing. Right. Like, you're not, your dong's not whipping around. Right. The only yeah. time I ever had to do it in front of everybody was uh, wrestling. Weigh-ins. Uh-huh. Oh. It was to the point where I had to, like, I had to go undies off. Yeah. I had to make yeah. weight. I was, yeah. like, .5 over, and I, they're like, you're going to have to lose the undies. Oh, no. In fr- everybody's watching. I'm like... Yeah. I'm making weight, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I don't Let's give go. a shit. Let's go Conor McGregor style. Yeah, you know dude, I'm mean? fucking into it. Like, yeah. just butt naked right yeah. in front of everybody. Everybody's yeah. like, his dick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. everyone's exactly. got one, bro. Like, yeah. I'm exactly. not concerned. Yeah, exactly. It's not small enough to where I'm upset about it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's definitely an average cock, dude. Yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So, oh, we had a couple great. dudes in there uh, who would weigh in naked. Every time. <laughs> and we're like, we get it. Every time, yeah, yeah. We get it, yeah, bro. Yeah, Put that like, thing cool, away. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hella funny, right? <laughs> yeah. Right on, bro. Okay, so yeah. tell me about the sticks real quick. We missed that part. Oh, so they're called uh, veiniki or veinik, a veinik. 
Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what kind of tree it is. I think it's oak. It's something like that. But basically, they get these branches from a tree, and they soak it in hot water and then let it chill on top of the, the sauna heater. And then it, they smack the crap out of you with it for like 10 minutes all over your body as you lay down. And the idea is that it's kind of like a poor man's version of having like a really nice, hot, steamy towel like thwack you on your back. And so, and whenever there's like motion to the air in the sauna, it burns even hotter. Mm -hmm. So if someone like blows on you while you're in the sauna, like on your skin, it actually is hella hot. So it gives you like a hotter experience, but also feels like this refreshing, warm, wet towel hitting you. It's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of badass. But they're for real with it. They'll have two, and they'll be like drumming on your back. Yeah. They make it a whole thing, bro. There's leaves flying everywhere in the sauna. It's like raining leaves inside there. It's wild, bro. Yeah, Russian culture is crazy, man. Yeah, you you really immersed, man. I did, man. I did. Yeah, I'm almost fluent now. Yeah. Now every time I go to the sauna, I talk to the old Soviet guys in there and. It's cool. They invite me to like their conservative churches and like <laughs> speak to me only in Russian, and they're all trying yeah. to get me married. <laughs> they're trying to get you married. They're trying to get me married. Man. Oh man, that's yeah. hot. Yeah, I know. It's wild, bro. It's so wild. I'm assuming you've been with a couple of Russian chicks, then, right? Um, I had one Russian. How many? One Russian girlfriend. Well, she wasn't Russian. She was from Belarus, oh, which is God. next door, kind of, to Russia, above Ukraine, I think, and so. They yeah. speak a form of Russian. They speak Belarusian. Yeah. So it's still Slavic. It was all one thing before. It was all the USSR. So basically, here in America, we would know it as Russian. We would call it Russian culture. But it's technically Belarusian. So she was badass, man. She's the reason I still speak it, man. Yeah. She was awesome, yeah. Changed what my life. Her? Well, I met her in North India. I was... What the fuck? Yeah, no shit, right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. What are you man. doing over there? What is she doing over there? <laughs> dude, this is the wildest story you've ever heard, dude. <laughs> so I went to North India to pray and fast to live on a mountain and disappear for a while. Wow. <laughs> so I sold most of what I had and just had like this bin, like six feet, maybe five feet of shit, you know, and I kept it in my buddy's place. So I went out there with nothing, ended up in some Himalayan village, didn't even know I was headed to the Himalayas. Long story, I basically got abandoned and left for dead in the freaking slums, hour one, day one, as soon as I landed, fell for the scam they hit all the tourists with. It was like midnight, uh, street dogs attacked our taxi, they drove me to this place, basically charged me every dollar to my name, except for five bucks I wouldn't give them, blah 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 blah, crazy crap. Three days later, end up in this Himalayan village um, in northern India, and uh, I sit down on these stone steps, and this girl's walking with these bags that are like bigger than her. And she's like, will you help me with my bags? And I was like, well, yes, I will. <laughs> and, and so I help her carry her bags and feel like the big man, you know. And uh, we started hanging out every day after that. We, like, hiked up this waterfall together. And she made these single cloth dresses out of, like, hemp. And she would, like, sew them herself. And she dressed like Mary, Jesus' mother, from, like, the Bible series and stuff. I kid you not. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't know that was attractive until then. <laughs> <laughs> and she stayed in this little hut, this little cottage on the mountain, man. Well, I feel like, too, like, yeah. it's really, was the dress actually attractive? Or were you just so attracted to this woman that that was okay? It was so 
different from anything that I've ever thought of and of being attractive that it was like exotic to me. Interesting. You know, yeah. it was like this wild new. It was cool points. Yeah. You know, I felt cool for being around her. It's like this is the coolest woman I've ever been around in my entire life. She like taught me how to like what plants you could eat from the ground and stuff like that. Yeah. She used to live in the forest in Russia and live off of the plants just for no tent. She slept outside under a tree for fun. Wow. Yeah, she was like this was really, I don't want to say hippie because we picture like tie-dye kind of stuff. She was just like a really foresty, natural, obsessed with the earth, not trying to wear shoes kind of girl, single cloth dresses, um, really into like didgeridoos and like spiritual songs and spirituality and stuff like that. Did she do any witchcraft stuff? A bunch, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She was. She loved it. She I'm was really, really getting into, into that shit now. Really? Yeah, I okay. really want to like dive into that whole. Like right now, a lot of it's pagan. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I, I'm seeing a lot of that shit. There's a lot more examples of that. There's a lot uh-huh. more, so like regular research done about it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. But. Uh, I definitely want to dig in a little more. I want to get in tune with more nature stuff, man. Like, yeah, I feel you. I am so sick of all this modern bullshit. Yeah. I think this society is creating just weird sh- shit, dude. Completely, man. Completely. Everyone's kind of trying to go back to the natural way and our roots and stuff. Like, everyone wants a homestead now. Everyone wants to raise chickens now. Everyone wants to get out of the 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 grind you I know have two goats and four chickens <laughs> let's go yeah dude i fucking love it she would have loved you <laughs> yeah. yeah she would have been feeding your goats dude <laughs> dude they're the best so yeah. i've had them since they were babies like, mm-hmm. so i bottled babied them yeah. and uh they're like fucking loud goku and dogs. vegeta right yeah they were dressed as goku and vegeta but their yeah. their name is tank and toast oh tank and toast okay cool. oh that's cooler those are cooler yeah, I, I love uh yeah, I love those fucking goats. Yeah. Assholes. <laughs> so they, they're they deemed insanely obese. Okay. Because um, I kept feeding them grain. I didn't know you're not supposed to do that. Right. Unless they're like meat goats or um, okay. or dairy goats. Okay. Well, they're weathers. So they're just like male goats that have been castrated. Right. They're pets. Right. right. So they're supposed to just eat what's available. Right. In your yard. I didn't know that. So I fed them every day. Oh, shoot. So they were fat as fuck, bro. Like, so fat. Now, it's been probably three, four months. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they've lost so much fucking weight. But they're eating everything. In a good way or bad way? Bad way. Oh, no. So, yes, they've eaten everything that I want them to eat. Right. Now they're eating... I had a fucking... um, a white water raft in my backyard. No. They ate that shit. No. They ate a fucking cooler, bro. Like, <laughs> no. Like, no. they tore the plastic off and no. are eating the insulation inside. And, of course, I have no... It's in my backyard. And I they, don't know. they're fine? They just eat it. They can eat a raft and they're fine. They're fine. Plasticky, rubbery shit. They ate that. They ate the cover of my barbecue. They ate, like, fucking everything. They're what eating are their everything. What teeth made out of? That's insane. I don't fucking know. If they can chew it, they eat it. Dude. Yeah. It is nuts. Holy crap, yeah. dude. That's wild, man. My whole backyard is so Nothing covered in, in fucking goat shit. Yeah. But my yard looks amazing. I was just going to say, probably incredible fertilizer. Absolutely. Not yeah. to mention, so what I didn't notice, at first, uh-huh. like, I saw the chickens, they're walking around and they claw the earth. Yeah. Right? 
and they're looking for bugs or whatever the fuck. They just constantly do that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. What I didn't notice is now there, I have no weeds Uh in my backyard and the grass looks phenomenal. They basically want like half an inch rototilled my entire backyard. Oh, let's go. Yeah. And so it looks phenomenal. Let's go. Yeah. So yes, there's goat shit and chicken shit all over it. But goat shit's like little beads. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really fucking matter. And it just melts into the ground as soon as it gets wet. Yeah. And then goat or chicken shit's the same. Yeah. Now I have a pad of concrete that it doesn't look great on. Right. <laughs> but I just sweep that shit off. Or sweep yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to sweep it. It gets really? sticky. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> For it gets sure. on there. Spray it down with the hose afterwards or something if you really have to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow, Sorry. Yeah, we no sidetracked. Worries. Yeah, no worries, brother. Woman yeah. in a one piece <laughs> <laughs> up, in, up in the Himalayas. Yeah, dude. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So she was into witchcraft and stuff. Yes. Which is interesting because I'm Christian mm-hmm. and she's uh, she was into witchcraft, but... When you're out there, dude, my story was freaking insane, bro. They fucking abandoned me in the slums and left me for fucking dead. And I was, like, terrified. I had no phone. I was in the middle of hell. Looked like where Osama bin Laden would live. All the buildings are destroyed. Packs of street dogs that attacked a moving car, our car, while we were driving through. Gangs of dudes looking at you. Freaking, like, literally, if you sleep out there, you're, you're gone, bro. And so I talked to these guys. Um, these dudes believed in good karma. So they like freaking, uh, they owned their own travel agency. So basically the hotel owner felt bad for me and he called him. And he's like, we have an American here. He's in some trouble. We need you to, I need your help. So they come through and they let me like, they had this broken down alley next to this shop. And when I say shop, I mean like, there's no free space. There's trash everywhere. It's just wild bulls walking or cars. You, there's not even enough free space for a homeless person to sleep. There's no, I don't know how to describe this. I can't describe it to anyone in America, but there are places where there is no free open space, not even two feet. Like here we have parking lots and parking lots and a field and this. And if you had to, you could sleep under wherever you wanted. There was no free space. The buildings were so close together. They're, they're, you, it's, it's just unfathomable till you, you're there, you know? And so we hung out in this alley they let me eat with them. They were like, it is not safe. And they gave me two security guard guys to walk me to my hotel every night. And I'm a big dude. I'm 6'1", 212 pounds, pretty athletic. Um, I think at the time, I don't, did I have any face tattoos? I had one face tattoo at least. Neck tattoo, uh, hand tattoos and stuff. And they were still concerned for me. I Usually people are like, oh, he'll be fine. No one's going to want to mess with that guy, you know. But there, it's, uh, it's, it's, bro. It's crazy. So and from that, I ended up in the Himalayas with that girl. And like I said, she was into witchcraft, and I was Christian, so you'd think it wouldn't work. But when I told her my story, bro, she was my only friend out there. No one knew why I was really there. Everyone thought I was a tourist. I went out there to disappear, to pray and to fast and to do this thing and to just live like the disciples on a mountain, you know? And so I was like, screw it, bro. I always watch that. Ten Commandments movie growing up where Moses would walk up the mountain in 1955, the old movie, and talk to God. And I was like, why can't it be like that? Why can't people actually live like that? So I was actually giving it a go. So I'm out there. We walk back up to her cottage this one night, 
And she's like, do you want to stay here instead of going down? Because it's the freaking Wild West, dude. <laughs> yeah. there, there's, there's bears. There's um, uh, uh, up above us, there's snow leopards on the snowy part. But who knows? There's, I don't know where I'm at, dude. I have no clue. I'm in the Indian wilderness. No idea what's here. No idea what wildlife. Never intended to be here. I'm in the Himalayas. Okay, what does that mean? What is here? Who is here? Who will kill me? Who won't? No freaking clue. No reference whatsoever. So I asked my friends. They say there's bears. There's king cobras. There's scorpions. There's um, packs of dogs. Um, wild dogs everywhere. And they tell me the city dogs are nice. The mountain dogs are mean. There's packs of monkeys. There's packs of monkeys getting in fights with packs of dogs. There's wild bulls walking around with free will and sleeping in the middle of the roads. It's wild, bro. So will those bulls attack you too? Oh, I got in a fight with one. Oh, God. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was nuts, but I was so pissed off at that point. I didn't care if I lived or died, man. It was nuts. That was wild, bro. Okay, so you ended up staying? So, yeah, I ended up staying. And so she had this little, like, uh, uh, futon thing on her porch. And then there was a window and then inside. And so she didn't really know me, you know what I mean? So she's so she offered to let me sleep outside. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. And so she's talking to me through the window. There's only, like, a foot and a half of space between us. She's smashed up against the wall on the inside. I'm against the wall on the outside. And then right as she's going to bed, um, I just, like, wake her up. And I'm like, yo, look. <sighs> And then I just let it go. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking got here. I don't know. I got here. And they left me for dead in the slums. And I had no money and no hope. And I don't know where I am. And no one knows I'm here. And I, I'm just here to pray and fast on a mountain. And I'm probably not coming back alive. And I don't know how I'm going to make it back to the airport. <laughs> it's just a bunch of crap, bro. And then she, uh, she held my hand through the entire night, bro. She reached her hand through the window and held onto my hand. And then for the entire night, six hours, seven hours, eight hours, I was expecting her to let go. Eight hours straight. Woke up. She's still holding on to my hand through a window, bro. And then the next morning, she's like, did you feel how everything changed last night? Which is her way of saying, like, I love you now. Like, I like you. Like, I really, I have, like, this is something I wasn't expecting. And I was like, yeah, I did. And so the next day, she, like, curled up on my lap. I started drawing henna on my arm and on my hand and stuff, and she asked me what I wanted her to draw, and I just had her draw, um, uh, this sounds weird, but when I was out there, I was praying, and I felt like God told me to call him, because uh, the Muslim name, I think, for Jesus is Isa, but I wasn't in a Muslim country, I was in a Hindu country, but whatever, I follow orders, screw it. He told me while I'm out there to call him Isa, which uh, ended up... There was a reason for that later on, but I was like, write the name of Isa on my arm. Christ, the Jesus. And so she wrote Isa <laughs> on my arm and drew all this stuff. And she's like cuddled up on me and we're on this cottage in the middle of the Himalayas. You know what I mean? And then like, she was everything. She was my everything, bro. It was insane. She built this little red brick stove and uh, would cook vegetables for me. And like, I would go and fast and pray on the mountain and she would encourage me and in doing it and I'd come home and I'd have like burns on my face, sunburns, and she would put organic oil on all my sunburns and just like, just unbelievable. Feels like the Garden of Eden story, something I've never even heard of before, bro. Unbelievable. It sounded like I was a child, man. She would like wrap her like scarf around me 
and hold me and sing to me like a mom would sing to her kid blew my mind. Just didn't even, whoa, what? It just reframed a relationship to me, you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. So when I look back and sometimes it's hard to explain to people, they're like, what do you mean she was a witch and like you were, you were a Christian? How does that work? That's how it works. Because we're all people. We're all just humans. You know, it's like we loved each other. <laughs> it was, yeah, she, I, yeah, it wasn't a thing, you know? Yeah. So she barely spoke English and I didn't speak any other language. And uh, there was this like a Christian hardcore band called Sleeping Giant. And they had a Russian quote at the beginning of one of their songs. And I would just listen to it, like dance and pray in the forest. And uh, I didn't know what the Russian meant. And she translated it for me. She was like, this is the prayer that means like daily bread. And I was like, that's badass. <laughs> so then I, would, I, I was into it even harder. I would go out there and just dance and pray to this song. And then I learned a few words from her. And long story short, when I came back to America, when I finally made it home to Portland, um, it was wild, bro. Grief and like PTSD processing was brutal, but also like I uh, went to a Russian church and I had my homeboys teach me some Russian so I could uh, speak to her. Because even though she spoke a different dialect, she had a Russian friend on the mountain and her Russian friend was a witch doctor named Victoria. She was like 45 years old and uh, they used to speak in Russian together. And so I knew she also spoke Russian. So I came back and I wanted to surprise her. So I started learning Russian. And then I, after like four months, I video chatted her. And I tried to just speak in Russian. And I said everything wrong, but she was nice. And she said it was cute and stuff. So wild, man. She's still up there? Right now, last I heard from her, she was in Russia. <laughs> living in the forest with her friends. Perfectly, exactly what she needs to be doing, you know? And I don't know where she's at now. We had lost contact for a year or two. It was a... Uh, you'd think we would stay in contact, but it was... Bro, it's... If I can't... It's too painful, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I just gotta let it go. It's like, everything... It, she was everything to me. So I can't talk to her without, like, extremely traumatic, attached memories of, like heaven in the middle of hell you know what I mean so it's like she was everything to me so it's hard for me to just like talk to her in a friend capacity and then just be like okay cool talk to you later in a few months or next year or something like that for me it's like an all or nothing thing it's like we're not together we know we can't be or why can't you be Sorry if that. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's a that's a great that's a great question. Um, what sucks about planet Earth is that two people can completely love each other more than anything in the entire world, but because of directions that they're each going, sometimes they can't walk. You can't walk in two separate directions together, and so it's like I was raised super Christian. I do like 40-day fast, 21-day fast, 30-day fast, praying and doing, the, I'm really into it. Like it's a thing for me. I scream for like a Christian hardcore band, you know what I mean? And so it's like, 
she's going a, a really opposite direction to that. And it's just, it worked fine when we were just loving each other. But if we were had to like raise children, I think it would cause a problem, maybe cause an issue, you know, because she's really into like, or she used to be really into like deep psychedelics and stuff like that. And like, and, uh, and you know, witchcraft and things that she was into, but there's a certain point, like you can walk together and as, as me and her could walk together for a while. But there's a certain point where you start to see the differences and there start to be little arguments. You know what I mean? And she was super vegetarian and pretty, like, a, pretty, she was a Nazi with it, kind of, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I'm, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And little disagreements like that over... So she would be upset if you ate meat. Yeah. She would be very upset if I ate meat. Um, it would make me feel rather uncomfortable if I had, like, a bunch of, like, idols of, like, other uh, gods in the house because according to my faith you shall have no other idols no gods before me and so she would have like figurines and idols and burn incense and stuff like that and it wasn't a problem when it was in her place her cottage and you know I was in her space but I just started to foresee that like if we were really going to walk together forever in the future there are things about each other that make each other uncomfortable and we're probably not the best match for each other but how can that be when you do everything to that person? That's weird to me. Well, so I think you've had to figure out what is your everything and what's not, yeah? Right, yeah, yeah. So your everything is more your faith. You right. choose that over, right. over yeah. anything else, yeah. Yeah, that was the choice. Yeah, that was the choice. It was like, okay, so it's like I can be with this girl, but I always wanted to live my life just like the disciples did. And I had all full peace in my heart finally doing it. And that's, that was my path. And that's the path that she helped me on. I'm thankful. She's, she's the greatest friend of my entire life. But I just saw that, man, romantically, I think I got it. That was fucking brutal, bro, calling that, you know? Because I was going to go pray and fast on this mountain and just disappear and just do my mission. And I didn't expect to meet this girl. So now I'm there on that mountain and I can't stop thinking about her. And she's going to leave in like a few weeks. And it was just, that, that sucked, bro. I just came back down. Yeah. And that made a conflict because I felt like I failed. You know what I mean? Because I did. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Well, that, is that failure? I mean, we're all given all these obstacles and, and everything in our life. I mean, as long as you're failing forward, right? I mean, did you feel like you completely failed everything you you went up no. there to do? No, not at all. Okay, well, there you go. Not at all. Yeah. I just wanted to go gnarly, like Navy SEAL style. That's why I went out there, yeah. you know? And then, of course, there was a woman. <laughs> there always is, man. Yeah. It's so, hard because we, we, we need that connection. I, we do. I don't think I could have done it, bro. Yeah? Yeah. I was just kind of like suicidal you know like didn't give a shit <laughs> I was just gonna get it done you know David Goggins style and yeah. uh man post divorce like I don't know if I could have done it bro yeah when you burn that hot it's easy to burn out you know yeah so but she changed my life that girl just unbelievable so that's why I called it cause I realized I would have to choose between what I believe and her so 
man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It really does. Yeah. There's no there's no option where you walk away without a scar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those make us who we are though. It's true. It's true. Yeah, man. My friend grew up Hindu and the love of his life was Muslim. And I told him they should have just got married. But then did I follow my own advice, you know? Yeah. Hmm. It's easy to you know, it's easy to say. There's so many things that are so much easier to say than to do. Right. It's so frustrating. Right. You know, like, no matter what, I mean, we talked a little bit before this whole thing, and uh, and I feel like no matter what, your brain can tell you this is what you should be doing. Like, right. and it makes sense. It seems like the best thing, but your heart's going to take you a whole other direction. Completely. And 100%. it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, especially when, when, like, love and shit's involved and... Yeah, man. Love's yeah. hard. Love's hard. If it's just a girl, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Whatever. There's more, you know? But when it's something like that, that's like some movie stuff. That's like a fairy tale, you know? How you do you write a book? I thought about it. You should. Yeah. I'm writing one. Really? Yeah. Not a lot of people know about it. No joke, man. Well, apparently everyone knows about it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, but mine's, uh, it goes in a direction you probably aren't going to see. Mm-hmm. Coming, but uh, it's fantasy. It's a, a novel, lot of fantasy, yeah. So no it's uh, dragons, all that shit. No right? way, let's yeah. go. And it's a, uh, it's, it's kind of a romance novel. No way. Yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah, my man. I'm an insanely. Uh, so that's that's where I'm having an issue here, right? Because yeah, I'm yeah. an insanely romantic person. I'm very yeah. into love. Yeah. Um, love hurts though. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you get super deep with somebody and, or just a long time or whatever. And you, you, yeah. so I feel like there's two different types of connections, right? One where there's like just this instant connection and it's deep and it's meaningful and you grow as people with each other. Right. And then there's this one, which I feel like I experienced as well. And, uh, it's, it was just time. Yep. Right? 15 years I was with this woman, and it was just, no matter how shitty I was treated, there was still a right. connection there. Yeah. Even a slight one. Right. But after time, mm-hmm. breaking that connection just got harder and harder and harder until I finally just had to do it. Yeah. You know? Like, make that decision of, the hardest decision of me for me was for me to decide that my happiness mattered. Right. I got kids. Yeah. Uh, I had a wife. Um, and to me, nothing else matters besides their happiness. Right. Right? Well, but am I giving them their true happiness with me so... Unhappy. Unhappy. And drained and unable to be present because of all the pain you're in. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So I had to come to a decision, and one of the main reasons I did it was because... I should be happy too. Yeah, you man. Know? We yeah. Should all be doing absolutely. That. And it was it was a it was a hard realization. I mean, I, all the time I think about whether or not um, my happiness was worth what I'm putting my kids through. Yeah. This is pretty rough. You know, these yeah. kids are. I don't feel like I'm doing it. Um, right. But uh, she's definitely putting the kids in the middle of all this crap. Right. And uh, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. So now I've caused more friction. More unhappiness in my path to try to find happiness uh-huh. for these children 
then and so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. It goes back and forth, right? Right. right. But uh, I think in the long run, this path is better. That's that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I think you had two shitty paths. <laughs> One was really rocky, and then in the long run, it's way better. Or just continual shit. Yep. For the next foreseeable future, I would have chosen this one, and that's the one you chose. I think that's the way to go. It's really rocky just for the first few years of the divorce, and then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one you want to take. Well, I heard uh, I went to a funeral, and I had heard um, that for a divorce too. Yeah. So it's like every year you were divorced is like three years of grief. I heard that too. Like you got to get through. And I was like, or you, you were married, right? Yeah, yeah. Years you were married. Years you were married. There's like three years of grief Mm -hmm. behind it. I was like, fifteen fucking years, dude. Like, damn. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm having a hard time. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So there's, there's definitely help out there, and like, like this whole connection and all that other stuff. Um. Yeah, I'm feeling that right now. Like yeah. that deep connection with somebody, and like, yeah, like uh, sex isn't just sex anymore. It's right? Like this, yeah, yeah. It's like this insane, twisted up, like yeah. spiritual and sexual experience, and yeah, wow, yeah. like it, yeah, it's totally. making all other sex just kind of like meh. Yeah, I feel like sex, just normal sex, is like jerking off. Right. Yeah. Where that's totally. not what I crave anymore. I right. crave that deep. Yeah. Just beautiful yeah, man. love making. And yeah. it's uh it's kinda Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And given what I've been through, it's a little scary. For right? sure. Right? Like yeah. uh yeah. it's it's hard, man. I feel love's yeah. hard. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh there's a Nobel Prize winner um for literature, Pablo Neruda. He's considered the greatest poet of all time. Interesting. He writes about that exact space you're talking about. Well, yeah. would he be so great if he didn't probably, I'm guessing, oh. go through some of that shit? Sheesh. No, he, no. Right. Right. So, I feel like the point I'm trying to get to in this whole thing here, with love being hard and, and all that other shit is, Dang. if we didn't go through these immense just transitions of <sighs> just self, self-awareness, self-being self-love, other people love, like, all this other shit. I feel like yeah. there's a few people you can talk to and you can see are destined for greatness, right? right? Yeah. I feel like you're definitely one of them. Thank you, sir. Yeah, whether we agree completely on everything, yeah, there's no way you can, Yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. But um, without the, some of these scars and all this other shit that we got involved, right? we're not going to reach that potential. Wow, man. Yeah. That's really put into perspective, man. That was hard to process for... You get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. loss like that sucks. Yeah. You know? uh, that was wild. So you chose to kind of just be done with that? You didn't want to keep pushing it? Or was it like a mutual thing? Well, I went out there... My whole reason in going out there was to live like the disciples. Was right. to go pray and fast on a mountain. Just... Go full Moses style. Be a weirdo. Do what the, the Hindu gurus did, but in my own faith, you know? Yeah. Be a monk, basically. I was expecting to be celibate for the rest of my life, actually. That was the goal. I was done with everything. Jeez. Yeah, post-divorce, you get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go be a celibate weirdo, recluse. Yeah. That was the goal. 
So I wanted to continue that path. I did. It meant everything to me. And it's weird because I said she meant everything to me. And they both meant everything to me, so I had to choose. Right. Which is greater. And yeah, I did. Well, yeah. You, you did you did the right thing, man. I you think know? so too. I man. mean, whether you feel like it sometimes or not, you know, yeah. there's probably those emotions that come up and you're like, Was that even the right choice? Should I have just followed her and been with her and all that other shit? Yeah, but would it have been easier? Maybe we could have made it work, you know, those little matter. thoughts. Doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I think she taught me what it truly what it I didn't I had my ex wife was a savage. She was awful. Yeah. So I had never felt anything like this this woman reframed my whole life, man. I didn't know what it was I didn't know a woman could care about somebody. <laughs> so yeah. that was that changed everything. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts to to have that feeling of, of just absolute just like yeah. real love. Yeah, real love. Real love. Real love is so Yeah so completely different than you think it would be. Right. And uh, it, it upsets me because there's always... Everyone's like, oh, well, that's movie love. That's movie love. That's this. No, no. No, that's Someone real. Someone wrote that yeah. because they felt that. Yeah. No, that's real. That's real. It's yeah. real shit, man. Yeah. So, like, don't stop. Yeah, yeah. Until you find that shit yeah, right yeah. there. Because everything else yeah. is worthless. Straight up. Yeah, it's it's really worthless, and I don't know if celibate wise. Yeah, that's the, I'm not doing that. There's no fucking way, dude. I'm like, I can't. I'm too much of a sexual being. Yeah, um, for sure, man. I mean, I'm not on that path anymore either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For It'd sure. be nice to try. I tried to go a couple weeks. Yeah, and I couldn't even do that. Yeah, well, your body's used to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's. Yeah. I feel you, man. <laughs> Sheesh. But, yeah, that movie love thing you're talking about, too. People don't believe in it. That's the one thing that I learned out there. This is real. Yeah. That actually happened. And it sounds like a book or something like that. And then I I knew I could look forward to that. It was my new standard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That That is, that is a big deal. It yeah. really sets a fucking standard. It really does, yeah. Nothing else is even acceptable. Right. Besides that. Or I bet you there could you could be better, right? Yeah. Like right. if I were to go and find something else, right. it would have to be a hundred times better than that. Yeah, like I, I accept no yeah. longer backwards. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man. I was a, I was a chubby boy back then too. She didn't care. You were chubby. I was chubby. Really? I was chubby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some chicks yeah. dig it. Yeah, yeah. I've also realized do, the man. hair. The hair is a thing. They love the hair. What is that? The about? chest hair yeah. and the arm hair. Yeah, I had a giant freaking gnarly mountain man beard. Man, that played. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you do. Got one. Yeah. Yeah, it gets yanked on a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They love it, man. Yeah. It's wild, crazy. She would. I had a big mustache like yours. She would kiss me, but she just kissed my mustache. She would like separate us. Yeah. And then she was she was into it. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I still, I, I always clip above my lips. Yeah. So I can still feel that. Yeah. I love that connection, that kissing and yeah. that other shit. Totally, yeah. yeah. I was out there, so I didn't have anything to do it. I was literally just mountain manning it. So, yeah, I couldn't. And then I felt like it was like my identity then, you know? I felt like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I didn't wow. want her to, you know? Yeah, it was cool, man. That was wild. What a crazy story. 
Okay, so you do all that. Now I speak Russian. Now you speak Russian. Because of her, and I read and write. It's yeah. nuts, man. You Who still go to thought? church in Russian, too? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, they're so tough. It's so cool. I go there, they're playing like old Soviet music, and they're playing it on accordions, and all the lyrics are in Cyrillic, and I can read it now, and I try to read it as fast as they're singing it and guess the melody to try to like sing along and like... It's this whole exotic, weird culture to me. It, it, all the girls are in like head coverings, and it's like only things I've seen in movies. You know what I mean? And we're all eating like traditional Russian food afterwards, and like it's just so it. Every, it all reminds me of her, man. Yeah. Every girl in the covering and the heels and the dress. It reminds me of her, and so it feels familiar. It's my way of having her comfort without having her comfort. Yeah. I'll go. To, I used to go to the Russian store just to look at the Cyrillic writing on things. Because it reminded me of the little buttons she would push on her phone when she was texting her friends. So it all brings me back to that cottage in the Himalayas on the mountain. That perfect heaven. That Garden of Eden. And it just reminds me of her. And so it like became a part of me. And now, like, for those listening to the podcast who don't know, I'm like half black, half German. I'm a rapper and I scream for a hardcore band and I have, you know, a sleeve and some throat neck tattoos and face tattoos and stuff so like people wouldn't expect me to speak fluent or near fluent russian so it's just really fun sometimes to just walk into a russian store and to go up to the oldest people there and start speaking in russian and the mutual respect that you start to have for each other and all those walls kind of get torn down it's awesome people who you think would like hate you like become your best friends you know and they're like oh come meet my family oh you speak russian they get so excited and and then i realize how uh here in Vancouver, you know, growing up, everyone talked trash about all the Russians, and and uh, I was guilty of it too, because they had their own culture, and you know, now I realize that uh, I was just as racist and xenophobic as they were, you know. So I try to pull that out of myself. I'll go to churches that people say I would never be accepted into, just to show, like, just so I know I'm not xenophobic and I know I'm not racist, you know. It's like, how can I expect them to treat me a certain way if I'm not willing to give them that respect? So I will go there, dress to the nines, you know, be really respectful, speak only their language, just to, sh- just to bridge the gap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. There's, there's one over by my house off, like, Chuklov. Yeah, Vosrozhdinje. It's called the Revival Church. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the big one. It's huge. It's huge. It just keeps getting bigger. It's gotten bigger over the past, like, 15 years. Yeah. I went there two or three times. Yeah. 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 I, I got kidnapped and brought there. <laughs> and not really, but yeah. there's this old Russian guy, and I went to a different church, and he's like, oh, Koji, come, come, come here in my car. So I get in his car. He's like a 70-year-old Soviet grandpa. And then I'm like, where are we going? And he's like, don't worry about it. It will be fine. And then he just drives me to a different church. <laughs> what? So he stole you from one church, yeah. took you to another? Yeah. Yeah. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing here? Dad, dear Sasha, Uncle Sasha. And he's like, oh, it will be fine, it means. Yeah. And then we just go and we're hanging out. And then, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Soviet grandpas are a different breed, man. They're weird. Wow. Yeah. Weird how? Like that? They don't stop talking. They will corner you for six hours. Wow. Just talk. They'll just drive you somewhere. You don't know where you're going. They're not going to tell you, and you're just hanging out with them for the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He drove me around after that to every church, 
And he would just pull up to the parking lot and be like, this is his Baptist church. And then he'd just sit there and look at it. <laughs> I'm like, cool, man. And then he'd drive me to another one. This is Pentecostal church. And he's just sitting there looking at it. Like, what are we doing? So what's the difference in all these churches? Oh, it's stupid, man. Really? It's stupid. It is so stupid. From an American perspective coming into this, they're like at war. It is like clan war. <laughs> wow. And there's no difference. And they think it's the biggest difference. Literally, one church thinks having drums is evil and uh, women shouldn't wear pants. They can only wear skirts. Yeah. And the other church is like cool with women wearing pants and they have a drummer and they hate each other. Wow. One church like jumps up and down and like waves their hands and the other church just chooses to stand still just a different flavor during the songs and they can't stand each other and they're convinced that the other one is deceived and from an outside perspective I wouldn't have known they were different denominations wow yeah they're all speaking in Russian they're all preaching the Bible I didn't know that like moving your hands or jumping up and down or standing still was this earth-shattering difference. I would have thought it was the same church, but a different building. Literally no difference whatsoever. And they're convinced it's the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's wild, bro. It's crazy. So which one is the one over by my house? That is standstill, head coverings, um, okay. no no dancing, just just... Really reserved kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm cool with it all, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it all. You know, it's just people's individual personal flavor. We don't have to try to make it a big like theological issue. It doesn't yeah. matter. Who it really is. doesn't. People get uh get pretty going with all that. Yeah. So. Uh oh. Hold on. No How much worries. of this is even recorded is what I'm looking at here. Yeah, no worries. We'll see what it is. What the fuck? It might have recorded. It might have stopped when we first started. What? What did we do? Did we push the... I don't know, dude. It's all gone. There it is. And then I move it a little, and it's gone. Is it just a little bit? You're moving it, though? Yeah, like... As soon as I move it at all, the whole thing disappears. I don't know if we're recording or not. Can you go to the magnifying glass thing up there? Maybe you can zoom out. This? Yeah. Right-click it, maybe? No? That's oh. zooming in. That's zooming in. Is it? Yeah, so zoom... Oh, no, you're right. I was zooming out. Yeah, you're right. So maybe we are still recording. Uh-oh, how do I turn this off? Wow, look got bigger. How do I get rid of this? Um, maybe click it in. There we go. But like, how can I see if it's? Yeah, like, we like, are recording because that's like all those different numbers. It keeps getting higher and higher. But it's yeah. not counting. But hold on. 